conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andesgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andesgirls. Sign up today. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDESGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDESGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. Hi guys, it's Sarah with a quick sidebar before beginning today's episode. With all of the terrifying and devastating news coming out of Ukraine, I've shared a list of some organizations and actions you may decide to support in the show notes for this episode. And I just want to say I'm sending all of my love to all affected by what is an entirely shocking and horrifying invasion. And on that note, here's an hour-long break from everything but my cackle. I hope you enjoy this conversation with, you know, one of the best. And also Amy Phillips. Just kidding. (laughs) I gotta gas myself up now and again, you know what I'm saying? In all seriousness, let me stop my clownery for two seconds. I hope you enjoy today's episode with the queen, the voice of Bravo, Amy Phillips. I carry the light, but if it gets too hot, you may feel the burn. actual dumbest. It's the actual dumbest one I've ever done. Just because I have bangs doesn't mean you can pull the wool over my eyes. Ah, Oh my god. I support bang culture. I was a member of bang culture. I am. Listen, 
uh, guest who I will pretend that they don't know your name yet, even though I'm about to introduce you, Amy Phillips. I had been, your hair looks so fucking good. And I am cutting my hair super short this weekend. And like, <gasps> you are influencing me to Sisters. become a member of Ugh. Bang Culture. But I can't do it. I don't have the kind of hair. You you have perfect hair. I just don't have it. I don't have any, me, Phillips. I don't have perfect hair. That is uh, not true. But um, I, I don't know. I think I'm pretending like I have perfect hair by... I'm doing everything I can to try to get good hair. And my last attempt is bangs. And I don't know. And I I, I feel like I'm not going to regret it. Um, I did it. I'm not going to regret it. I'm not going to look back. Say it, regret it, write it, regret it. No, wait. Say it, forget it, <laughs> write it, it, regret it. it. <laughs> Cut them, forget it, grow them, regret it. So that's where I'm at with my bangs. <laughs> wait, before I introduce you, we're just pretending I haven't said Amy Phillips 35 times in the first, this, the chaotic nature of this episode. I'm a thousand percent in. Do you have naturally wavy hair? What is the texture? Because that's so important with bangs. Oh, it is so yes, key. It is key. Good question. I have what I like to call a weird bend. Um, oh, it is not, bend. it's not attractive. It is not a wave. It is just like my hair, if, if, if left to its own devices, will just be like, eh? if it could say, if it could say a word, it would be like, eh? or sound. Um, so what I just do, I just do like a, I just blow dry it. And then I use a straightening iron. Wow. It looks <laughs> so good. But see, like you've got curly hair. hair. You've got curly I hair. Have a, I have a little bit of a wave, but I, you know, the, there's that whole joke of like women from Texas, like the higher the hair, the closer to God or whatever. And I love a fucking old school Upper East Side blowout where I'm like, yeah, big yeah, side yes. part, whatever. <laughs> and I have always hated wearing my hair like it's natural wavy self. And I had a former roommate who was like, Sarah, your hair looks so good wavy. But she also told me to invest in a polyester suit. So I could not by instinct take her counsel. Lord, and no. And so I, I mm. never was into it. And then during the pandemic, I was like, there's literally no point of like doing my bullshit, which was like, I've never known how to blow out my hair, even though I die for a blowout. <laughs> so I started wearing it wavy and people are like, oh, I'm obsessed with it, which is so upsetting I, I love your hair. It's so upset. I hate that. Can I? I hate it. There is yeah, such a bangs. trend going on right now with like the really short, like way shorter than my mm. bangs. Like mm-hmm. kind of shag, parted in the middle, kind of mm-hmm. shaggy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you lose me at middle part. Oh. I don't understand the, those special and gifted people who are able to get away. I tried it the other day, and I was so scarred. I honestly still yeah, have. I hear I, you. I'm still in a trauma you. response I from my face okay, becoming okay. just honestly grotesque. <laughs> I can only do a left part, sure, or, or nothing at all. Nothing at all. Well, I think so you could do a see. bang with a side sweep, like a side sweep bang, like a nice short side sweep bang. You know what? I'm bringing my stylist a bottle of champs. Yeah. Um, he had a baby, which I did not know about, and I've been going to him for about 15 years. So I'm surprising him with his surprise amazing child with a surprise bottle of champs. And then I will ask him. Yeah. To, t- you know, because I, I really put him through his paces every time. I'm like, <laughs> I need to do something incredible, diametrically opposed to what we did the time before. And we're just going to pretend that I have naturally straight hair. And this makes sense. And every time he makes it work. Well, you always have great hair. And you went from like red, red, used to be real red, didn't you? I used to be, I was scarlet. I was blonde, platinum. Oh, yeah, you were blonde, blonde. too. That's right. Yep. Yes. I was platinum, like white, blonde. Then blonde, then golden, then blanche, uh, then um, uh, something else, then Giovanni, ginge, then just Giovanni. scarlet red, then Giovanni, Giovanni, then more of a natural. And now my hair is like full. What what they what some people refer to as blonde, but several shades darker than that, which will go sure. back to blonde by the end yes. of this weekend. What Big is? Oh, so you're gonna go blonde. I'm going to go back to blonde wow, this weekend. How exciting. This is this is I feel like really honored to be the forefront of this transition here. I mean, this is exciting. You know, 
it's a real special ep, I have to say. We're, uh, you guys, by the way, <laughs> it's <Annie's laughs> Girls. It's episode 291. Um, I'm going to intro our guest, who, again, I have named multiple times since this recording started. But, you know, we're inching our way, 291, inching closer to two, two, <laughs> to 200. We're 291. We're, we're going back. It's back we're going the backwards, future. people. We're going, we're going we're backwards. Going back. Um, you know, don't forget your past. Just stay. You know, that's how you absolutely race into your look back whatever. in order to move forward yeah college yeah. graduation yes. card yeah i'm yeah. into it and uh big announcement next week on my social about ag 300 and i i truly cannot make that announcement until i have my natural blonde hair again <gasps> yeah. i wonder what the announcement will be okay that's exciting you, you know one could argue it has literally nothing to do with my hair and yet mm. i have decided it has quite literally there. everything to do with my hair Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Super cliffhanger. And guys, okay. pretend you're it's very connected and you're gonna follow me on social in order to get that. Listen, guys, Andy's <laughs> girls, as I mentioned, 291, return guests to the People's People's Couch. One of my favorite people who is a superstar in every way, every <laughs> industry. Oh. She's at She's at the very top. You know her because her Real Housewives impressions are a regular feature on Bravo TV's Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. She recaps all things Bravo TV and beyond on her hit, (laughs) uber popular. You're in it, you listen to it, or you are no longer alive. Serious XM radio show on Radio Andy called Reality Checked. She's also most recently the co-author of the hit... Cook it, spill it, throw it, a Real Housewives parody cookbook. And P.S., as of like this week-ish, she just launched the audiobook of Not All Diamonds and Rosé that she herself narrated. <laughs> the voice of Bravo, could we call her that? Welcome back to Andy's Girls, Amy Phillips. Amy. Ah! <laughs> what an intro! I feel great. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I feel good. That was a great intro. Oh, I mean, I would love to be the voice of Bravo. Now that I would get some checks for, you know what I mean? Like the announcer. Yeah. I'm not. Aren't you? I I think you're the spiritual. I'm dead serious. Wouldn't that be so great? Aren't you the spiritual voice of Bravo TV? I think think you are spiritual i don't know but but literally like actually being like <laughs> next on bravo tv the real house size of atlanta are coming up. you know what i mean like that's what i want to do i remember like when they were switching over i can't remember how i got word but i could have sworn i had heard because i i've done voiceover commercial voiceovers for like 20 years okay i've been doing it like <laughs> my bread and butter um, and I believe through my agency, I had maybe gotten a, a word that they were, oh yeah, it was an audition. It was like an audition for the voice of Bravo. Right. <gasps> and, um, and I was like, oh my God, they're going to get rid of, you know, the guy who does all the Bravo, uh, voiceovers, like all the promos and stuff. I was like, they can't get rid of him. Like that's the voice of Bravo, but I will gladly put my hat in the ring. And I, I did my audition and I remember reaching out to Andy. And by the way, this is like 10 years ago. I don't even know how long ago. It was a long time. I was like, just, I just want to let you know, like I did this audition through my agency, like totally legit. Um, but I would, I do voiceovers. Like I do promo stuff. Like I, this is what I do. So if there's any way you can put a word in for me, I would love the job. I didn't get it, but they, it's still a guy. Like they, they ended up going, I think they were auditioning for like a backup voiceover or something for that guy. But it's still, but they ended up changing voices. I don't know if you remember. I don't know, several years ago. But, you know, I think they need a woman. I mean, let's just say between us chickens, as my mom would say, which <laughs> I could, I consistently I like say it. And then I always say, like, that my, my mom says this as if to say, like, I know that this is insane, but I just want you to blame her if you don't get it. <laughs> but between us chickens, it is somewhat interesting that mm-hmm. so many tenants of the Bravo universe mm-hmm. feature men. Yes. And yet the storytelling yeah. is ostensibly all about a woman's journey. Hmm. I would love to have a woman's voice. I mean, wouldn't that be like the obvious kind of only option? 
Right? Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, I, I suppose the way that they would justify is that all these shows are about women, that you need to have a man man's voice nope, to cut through. No, nope. we really don't need them at but, all on this planet at all. We're good. <laughs> we got it. We're no fine. war. We would I throw know. you a shoe, give oh, you a hug, uh-huh. send you to your room. Yes, We're good. I agree. We, we can troubleshoot in 10 minutes during our lady time multitasking like oh my god multitasking like solving yes. crisis yes. running the un whilst birthing or whatever yes. i mean we got a latte yeah we we got it we got this um making a matcha latte and apologizing and apologizing, <laughs> and apologizing. someone like literally comes it up with something a, a man literally ran into me with like 15 delivery things today and i said i'm sorry and then oh i literally said gosh. out loud uh-huh. Why am I apologizing <laughs> to you at this moment? That's a step in the right direction. That's yeah. where, you know, if nothing else, ladies, let's let's just follow our apologies up with why am I apologizing? Why with every the question. Time, every time. I know. And having so, a daughter, I I you know, I do feel the pressure of like not doing all the tropes, not doing falling, you know, mm-hmm. showing being an example. I'm pulling myself back from bad habits that I feel like I don't want her to have, or you know, just trying to break the cycle in every <laughs> in every area of my life. It's 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 a lot, you know. It's a lot to take on. Can I ask you a question about that? Because I don't know that I have, you know, as you know, I am also a parent. I have my fifth son, oh. PK, yeah. Paul Kemsley, Kemsley Galley, who's Excellent currently mother. napping, maybe. Oh. Thank you, mother of the year. Um, How old is your kiddo? She's four. She'll be five okay. in June. Does she, now I know so much about kids because, again, I am also a parent. Yes. Just right up there, same yes. exact experience. One yes. could argue mine is more difficult because do you ever have to clean your child's tank? I don't, no, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think and so. And I agree, and mine does does speak. So I can understand yeah. what they're trying to communicate, whereas I would imagine yours would be, it would be a little more difficult. You know what? I am working on the, like the duo lingo for fish, and I am trying to communicate effectively with him, and it's going. I'm not going to say it's a failure. I'm going to say okay. it's a process, as is life. Good. It is a process. But um, a question for you. So I don't totally remember from my now retired nanny days, but like uh, mm. you said, four-ish oh. around the yes. fours. Yeah. Does she ever watch? How like how does that process work? Because you're no. watching and keeping up with so much Bravo content. How does that work? Does she ever come into the room when you're watching Atlanta, New York, like, or do you keep it very separate? Are you thinking about the kinds of content you want her to yes. uh, be familiar with at mm-hmm. this stage? What's what are yeah? I really I do compartmentalize it. Uh, she has mm. she doesn't even know Real Housewives. Like she doesn't really. I mean, she has heard me talk about it, and I'll say I'm watching Real Housewives and. And so I think she does somewhat understand, but mm-hmm. I do keep it completely separate. Um, I don't want her to see screaming women at each other. I don't think yeah. that's a, a healthy um, <laughs> uh, example. So I think that when she's older, I think it'll be easier to explain, certainly. Or if there's a scene where I don't feel like if they're having fun or something like that, I won't hide it from her. But mm-hmm. for the most part, um, a lot of the times I am watching when she doesn't even have the opportunity to see. So mm. I get the screeners so I can put my headphones on and I have my computer in front of me and she doesn't right. even know what's going on. So she, and she can't hear it because I have my headphones on. Um, or and, and for the most part, a lot of the times, if I'm not watching it during the day, which I watch it at night, um, she's in bed. So I don't watch until she's in bed. And then, and then so, um, so it's either on my laptop and if it's during the day, I'm either doing it like while she's eating lunch or dinner or something like that. And I'm typing and doing my notes, but I have my headphones in and she can't really hear. So I do compartmentalize it from her. Do you ever think of like the age during which you can introduce her to Bethany and Jill? Like, is I was there a wondering time in that, which- too. I, 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 I'm trying I to take a page out of other people's books. I'm, I'm looking mm. around at other people going, well, when did you introduce your child to that? Because I know that like. Jerry O'Connell has said that he watches Below Deck with his kids. Oh, that's a good choice, honestly. So Right. I so I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And so I look and see how old they are. And they look like they're in middle school, perhaps. Yeah, they're like 11, 12, maybe, right. somewhere around there. So I'm like, 11, okay. And, and I think that if you have an understanding with your kids and, you, you know, you 
you've built a foundation, you can expose them. Actually, um, the Smith sisters, I don't know if you ever listened oh, to their show. My dear you, friends. Oh, I, dear friends, I did not know that. Okay, okay. Oh, my God. Shout out Mariah and Lauren specifically. <laughs> Apologies to the third Smith sister who I have not Rachel, actually interacted. Me too. Rachel. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I'm like, I have not heard a show with her on it yet. I will, <laughs> but I... <laughs> I feel so terrible because I am constant. I am obsessed with the Smith sisters. I am truly, we went to dinner when I was in LA oh, okay, in the fall. Okay, okay. I am literally hardcore spiritual friendship wise, professionally an absolute stan of Lauren and Mariah. But like, I don't know anything about Rachel and I'm sure she is equally <laughs> fantastic, but I always feel terrible when I'm I like know, typing them on social. I'm like, and also there's another sister. It's but not our fault. She just needs to do the show more okay um she's busy they're all very busy they're very busy they're taking over hollywood but um yes and as well to be a stan for them as well Mm -hmm. i completely understood they're amazing and my point is that they said that their father would question well why they would say like well we want to watch this show and he would be like okay you can watch that show but you need to be i want to know like you need to ask questions. Why? Why is this? Why? Why is this person or this character making this choice? And they would a, a, about pop culture and things like that that are more like mainstream and maybe more one dimensional, maybe um, mm-hmm. more trash TV. And he would challenge them to heighten their experience if they were to watch it, which is exactly why they are the reason they are today, why they're geniuses. And yeah, they're when they, geniuses. yeah, they are. And when they break down television, any kind of medium, any, any, whatever they're talking about. And I was like, oh my God, that is, I am absolutely going to do that. I am a hundred percent going to take a page out of their father's book because I think that's a brilliant way to do it. Um, because you're thinking about, you're thinking about the sociological aspects of it. You're thinking about all the different um, areas and, and you're not watching it and just taking it at face value and that's it you don't just leave it there at the door you 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 deep in you dive into it and you dig in and you you philosophize about about it and you think about the culture you think about the the hows the whys the what's you know so mm. that's i think the way direction i want to go in i just don't know at what age uh according to jerry o'connell it might be middle school i don't know mm-hmm. um but we'll see I mean, listen, so many good points and so many directions that we could go in. I'm Mm -hmm. actually curious from your memory, what were the shows that you were attracted to as a child? What were the shows that you found especially engaging? Because I feel like so often that influences Mm -hmm. an idea of how we, you know, go on certain paths in life, even just according to our tastes in television. Yeah, I agree. And reality television was certainly nowhere to be found when I was growing up. Um, So I would say that I was really into sitcoms. I love sitcoms. My mom would watch sitcoms. Um, And and so that's sort of where my heart would lie. I mean, I I mean, from the Sesame Street days, electric company days and cartoons, I mean, escalating into just regular TV, I didn't really have as many options as kids do now I mean it's it's amazing what's out there when I see insane my daughter like has she is literally can dive and dip into every single thing like it's crazy the plethora of shows whereas like growing up I'm like oh okay Bugs Bunny um that's it you know I mean that was pretty much it for cartoons and then my daughter's just like I mean rattling like anything from puppy dog pals to like Mm. the little mermaid to um Encanto to like there are so many films. There are so many, uh, so many streaming shows. There's um, that I can't even keep track of, and she can dip in and dip out. And a lot of them are very educational. So um, my experience is almost like you sort of had to create your own <laughs> experience, which I think pushes people to be more creative, actually, in a way, uh, because you're not watching as much TV. You know, part of me is like, oh, how, how do I pull back what I allow her to consume? You know. Because some of it can be educational, and yet some of it's like, okay, this is just too much. This is like overstimulation, you know? Whereas for me, I feel like I didn't get enough of that when I was growing up. I feel like I could have used more of it. Um, I was just more into, like, sitcoms. I mean, like, Murphy Brown and, like, Friends, like, Seinfeld. I mean, those were really the heyday mm-hmm. for me. How about you? Um, when I was but a wee galley six to eight years ago, um, 
you know, the shows that were really influential to me as a little one, The Simpsons, huge, Mm -hmm. iconic. Married with Children, which I watched Mm. way before I should have been allowed, and possibly by equal parts, but who cares? Homicide Life on the Street had an (laughs) indelible impression. Like those are probably that's like the those are the tree that's the trio of shows that influenced me. And then when the real world was a thing, my brother would watch it, and I would pretend to get very upset that he was watching it because if he knew I was enjoying it he would stop watching so I would be like (laughs) how dare you so that I could like enjoy it which was kind of my introduction to that storytelling but Uh it is also kind of interesting when you think of like you know the ways that we will raise the culture the the idea of having patience or rather feeling impatient when we're watching something, something happens, oh. you have to wait a week. Yes. And I just wonder, like, the the changes in content that are happening because there's great narrative storytelling on TikTok, but it lasts five seconds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how does that influence the ways that storytelling mm-hmm. is told now on television? Because people are used to streaming. They're used mm-hmm. to a binge. Yeah. There's not a lot of built-in enforced anticipation because mm-hmm. typically if you want to access something, you kind of can you can yes and it's sometimes really goddamn quick like mm-hmm. it's I just kind of wonder what kind of influence that will have on TV culture TV yeah. content even something as specific as housewives right I think it, it might have an impact what, yes. what about you I think that's a great point it is wild because it, it definitely does feed the overindulgence of our culture mm-hmm. in a way because we are not we're not patient people anymore um, mm. When I'm watching a TV show, I am like, I'm watching it and then I'm going, okay, wait, let me check this on my phone. Oh, you know what I need to do? I need to shop for this on Amazon. I need to, like, you can do so many different things. Whereas I feel like back in the day, oh, we would sit on pillows and like watch TV and watch the commercials. Yes. And that is just not a part of our, our life right now. Patience is certainly something that you, I, I feel like an older generation may have more patience because of the way that we were raised. Whereas like kids that are coming up now, I mean, everything is at their fingertips. Like you said, the binging aspect of it, the streaming aspect of it. Um, you can skip through commercials, what have you, the TikTok mm-hmm. um, situation. It's, uh, it is wild. Um, and it, it is a little bit of a wild west. It's kind of reforming itself in, in a way. It is interesting that Real Housewives is on every week and we do have to wait. Thank God for that. I hope that that still continues to be the same on some level because I think it's important to have that space in between the content because you get Mm -hmm. so content overwhelmed. You need time to digest. I mean, with Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, I Mm -hmm. made the choice on my show that we were going to recap one episode a week because I was like, we can't just binge it all and then talk about it. That's just too much for anybody. Like, I mean... I want to be able to enjoy it. I want to be able to, to, to take it apart and really, you know, dissect what it is that we're watching. But the fact that we got it all at one time, I didn't like. I didn't like that aspect of it. I felt like for us, we needed to be parceled. Out. It needs to be parceled out a little bit. I, mm. I think um, they, what they've been doing with Real Housewives of Miami on Peacock has been good. They've been parceling them out. Like they'll Which give I us love. a couple at one time. And, then, and, I, and I'm so appreciative of that because... I think we want to appreciate it more. And I don't know if you can, if you get it all at one time. I mean, it's definitely a ride and a journey. And I've done it many times when binging shows. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's best. Um, A thousand percent agree with you. And I also have to kind of wonder and ask, when it comes to anticipation and by equal measure burnout, how do you think the like wild AF turn of events with Jen Shaw has influenced the nature of watching Salt Lake City this season in the sense that she's constantly in the news, stuff about her trial, Mm -hmm. other co-defendants, you know, pleading Mm -hmm. out, all this other stuff that sometimes when it comes to the episodes, one could argue there might be a sense of burnout happening or an anticipation of the narrative storytelling which took place however many months ago being equal Mm -hmm. to the heightened nature of like what's going on now Mm -hmm. 
do you think that there has been an impact? Have you yourself felt any kind of like yeah. burnout or not? <laughs> you didn't necessarily feel fulfilled with some of these episodes or or has it contributed to like sort of a wild kind of cycle of viewing? What's what do you think your response? To I that do is? think generally speaking, social media and the headlines and all the, the tabloids um, really do affect the show. And like you said, being burnt out, I feel like. So much is being stolen from us to appreciate these shows because we're getting too overly fed in the media and with headlines and with spoilers. A um, couple examples. Noella is like a housewife on steroids. She came in <laughs> beyond, beyond. I've never seen anything like it. And I am like, uh, I'm sick about it. It's too much. You know, before she was even on the show, it was like headlines. She's getting divorced. Like, Oh, my God, like her husband's business, this now he's in 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 Puerto Rico and the divorce. It, it's like this is this all came out before she was even on the show. And I was like, uh, Leanne Locke. And I'm like, my panty ladder is exhausted. Like I was just like <laughs> tired. I was like, this is too much. I need to just enjoy these shows. This is where social media is a blessing and a curse because you I love to get the news and feuds like I do on my show. I love to report all that and have fun with it. It's great. But at the same time, it's such a pain in my ass. It's like it's it's it takes away the joy from enjoying these um, these shows. Back when I started my show like six years ago, when I was doing news and feuds, it was just me trolling housewives accounts and mostly Vicky's hashtags because they were so ridiculous and funny. <laughs> and it was just light fair. It was just like, what are they doing on social media? This is so silly. And it was quite light. Now, I'm, you know, <laughs> it's like the reporting on. Oh, my gosh. Erica Jane has now filed, you know, a motion that or her lawyer oh. filed, filed, filed a motion that she doesn't know anything to anybody. And I'm like, I am so tired by this story, but we have to follow it because it's so intense and it's so intriguing and I love it. Um, but Noella being example number one, um, the spoilers about Beverly Hills for mm. this season is so obnoxious. I love it and hate it at the same time. I'm like, yeah. I don't need to know where they are filming at every second of the day. I don't need to know they got into a feud at this restaurant and what an, an onlooker saw or heard. It's going to take away from my enjoyment of the actual show. And I feel like that's being robbed from us from all of these, um, you know, websites that I love and hate, like Dumois and all these things, these blind items and stuff. Yes, they're intriguing. However, if it's going to come out, it's going to come out. I don't always necessarily want to know about it before it happens because it takes away from the story. Where do you fall with that? I agree with you. I don't actually, I know there are people and accounts that do great work, you know, talking about so-and-so person has just been cast. I don't pay attention, honestly, to mm -hmm. any of it because I don't, yeah. I don't, I kind of don't want to know the scoop until I see it on TV. And there's often so oh, much okay. happening in the mm -hmm. news that like, takes away from the storytelling that I want to focus oh, on. Oh, so you it, feel the same way. Okay, that's I, interesting. I honestly, wow. I honestly do. Um, and there has been weird scoop that's come out about Beverly Hills. It's like made me feel uncomfortable to the point that I'm like, oh, I actually do want to watch this play mm -hmm. out on TV before I even have an yeah. opinion. And in the hopes that it is a part of the content that we see and not some like weird BTS stuff. But yes. You know, from the uh, specific to the Noella of it all, which mm -hmm. is such an interesting point, mm -hmm. there's something to be said. You know, there was no new OC this week, which I actually appreciate because I was able to watch last week's episode for the nine millionth time. And Noella is so interesting for so many reasons. But what is so honestly charming to me, and it's going to be such a weird use of the word, but it does feel appropriate in my um, head is how burnt out her cast is from her quote unquote storyline. And we're like, how many Epson Emily? I mean, talk yeah. about a panty liner that's tired. Emily <laughs> yes. is exhausted by she's like, I've had enough. Like, imagine, you know, they film nine million hours and you see 15 seconds. Imagine how many times Noella has referenced this terrible thing that's happening, not taking away from it. Yes, of but course. But her divorce, it's like, what are you having for yeah. lunch? Well, yeah. before James 
filed for divorce in Puerto Rico, I would have a PB and J, but now I'm having, you know, Casamigos. Like, yes, 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 yes. There is something wild about it, mm-hmm. and it does make me kind of want. I'm just, it, this is not a conspiracy theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm just asking questions. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going on? <laughs> With Noella. Like, it's not even, I'm not even stating a theory. I'm just, because the divorce is extremely chaotic and also her personality, maybe unrelated to that, which is an unfair supposition, like, is also fairly chaotic. Mm-hmm. What is happening here and what role do you think her presence on the show is having as like an influence to that behavior? Are you saying she's on drugs? Um, no, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm saying like, <laughs> okay, I don't know. If the if the drug of choice is like narcissism, oh. she may have gobbled down five to ten milligrams <laughs> before she was cat. You know what I'm saying? Like, how much of this is because of the real, genuinely stressful stuff happening in her life? How much of this is because there's a camera crew in the room? Like when she can't hear. Oh, herself. this is her moment, and she's taking okay, it. Okay, that's what I want. And to I tell agree me more about that. I think your conspiracy. I think what you're saying, your conspiracy theory, is like, yeah, it's all real. Oh, she's leaning into it, like and right? loving it, like loving. It's like watching somebody love misery. It's weird, and that's mm. what's uncomfortable about it. That's why she's so disliked. That's why she's not likable. Um, <clears throat> that I find, I found her the most likable. When she was like, oh, we're doing stacks. And then she like ran over. I was like, that is so funny. Because I was like, this is the kind of Noelle I want to see. I want to see the passion for something. I don't care if it's about vagina stacking. I want to see the passion. And if she's Mm -hmm. passionate about, you know, stacking vaginas, great. I I can get behind that. Um, Mm -hmm. But that, I would rather see more of that and her enthusiasm. Like when she met Max that one day when she was like, I'm bi too. I loved that moment. And Yeah, I loved it. I love, I think she's so beautiful. Um, and there are so many aspects when I'm like, ah, I wish she could just cut through all this bullshit and stop being so thirsty. But that's but the, you know that she is who she is. I mean, I don't you can't you can't fix that. You can't you can't. There's nothing to do there. But I, I think that all the stuff that's happening to her most certainly is real. Obviously, it's a two way street because Sweet James is really uh, fishy, fishy as hell. <laughs> and um, I mean, they, the fact that they found each other is just a match made in heaven. And mm-hmm. it sounded like she's been trying to get on Housewives for years, years and years. So now's her moment. And now she's going to just swing for the fences and she's going to do everything she can. And every single time she has the, a second to to um, shoehorn in there her divorce or her misery, she's going to do it. And that's why Emily's just like, I mean, we got it on camera. We, it's on tape already. You know, it's um, and that's why she's like a housewife on steroids, because she's come in too hard, too fast and too much. And we can't take that. We can't as viewers. It's too much. There's that moment where they're sitting at the table or whatever, and the women are trying to counsel Dr. Jen. They are trying to marry to medicine themselves <laughs> to be like, this marriage can come back together. This is our married to med reunion. Like, we can do this. You guys love each other or whatever. Uh-huh. And she just kind of pipes up and is like, do you have a prenup? And like, maybe I have an attorney or something. I forget the exact. Yeah. She just goes to like, because my situation yes. is such that if you had a fight mm-hmm. significant or mm-hmm. otherwise with your husband, it is connected to my divorce. And if you don't let me yes. talk about it, mm-hmm. you are it's because you're triggered. Mm-hmm. Like the use of triggered. Mm hmm both on New Jersey this week with like the Jen Eden Marge stuff and Mm -hmm. being triggered by hearing a person's story Mm -hmm. and how Noella used triggered on Orange County Mm -hmm. was to me like wild because I think she believes it, but it's like feels at its core so deeply inaccurate (laughs) to what's going on. Like how can she understand? Yeah, I know. And she seems genuinely surprised and does not understand what she's doing. She's doing the thing where it's everyone's pet peeve, where it's like, oh, just because you're going through something or you've been through something doesn't mean that I'm going through that too. You can't put that on me. It's like, you know, it was almost like, I mean, this is a bad example, but putting it into, a, into the housewives world, because that's where we are. It's like when Luann got sober 
And then she was judging Dorinda for her drinking. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Take a step back. You have been sober for one week, okay? Let's just step off and deal with your stuff. And, and, ju- and just because Dorinda's drinking and she's starting, you know, doesn't mean <laughs> that you need to, like, jump on her and she needs to go to meetings with you just because you're doing that, you know? Like, it's that, it's that narcissistic, it's kind of an egotistical thing where you're like, well, I'm doing this, so everybody should do this. You know, I'm on a cleanse, so everybody needs to be on a cleanse. And I totally, I hear you. The only little counter I would say is that like with Lou, because there's like questions around Dorinda's drinking and Lou had just been through it. I think that there is something to be said for like Lou being like, beep, beep, you're too close to the fire. And I most recently just burned. So like I understand the flames are getting hot and just be careful. Oh, well, Luann is right. I mean, she's right at the end of the day, of course. But yes, right. I mean. Yeah. And Nuala is just like very wrong. I feel like her situation is so wild, but. And so wrong. Yes, I know. How do you like play? It's weird because in this scenario, and this isn't a judgment, she is to me genuinely like a, a victim in this scenario of her husband leaving her, not providing access to mm-hmm. financial resources, playing yeah. some sort of emotionally manipulative game. But as you said, it's like she's leaning in so hard to this mm-hmm. that something else is happening here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel somewhat flustered. Yeah. I really feel flustered. Yes, I do too. And I also am kind of like, oh, is this the OC that we're getting? You know, I- I've never loved Shannon more, though. I mean, she's making me <gasps> laugh so hard. I mean. Welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Oh, I know. I know you love Shannon. I know you love. Hashtag stand for Shannon. Yeah. Shannon Bador, I have literally gone to drinks with her. She has absolutely no idea who I am in this (laughs) world, which I love about her. It's like one of my favorite things about her. If I could get Shannon Bador on AG just to be like, this is a safe space. Yes. Know that I love you. Like, you're going to feel really good about this. But like, let's talk about that funeral divorce. Oh, God. You know, like, let's talk a little bit about, like, who made the gravestone? Like, mm-hmm. how did you feel about, you know, like, I, I would, there was, there would be questions for it, but she's having a magnificent year. Magnificent she year. is having an incredible year. And the fact that we got a flashback to that when they were mm. discovering that they both mm-hmm. went to Tina from that <laughs> Tina, marriage Tina. Camp, boot camp. Tina I was like, round, man. whoa. And, and, and I don't know what the results are for the workshop, but it's not looking very good. <laughs> And how happy Shannon was when she was like, oh, you also went to Tina. I know. Is this going to be the bonding exercise that you both went to marriage funerals together separately? Like, may your marriage's memory be a blessing. Right. Uh, Yeah. Even though it feels like a curse. I also love that Shannon, this season we found out that Shannon, I grew up on boats. I I, 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 I feel great on the water. I'm like, who are you? She was bopping around that boat, just barefoot, fancy free with handsome John Jansen, living her best life. And I was like, fuck you, David. See, see how she, you didn't have a boat. You probably never wanted to get a boat. You never wanted to go boating with Shannon. And that's where she feels alive. And I, I was really happy for her and her joy. Okay, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. And now, Shannon, earmuffs, if you're listening, which you absolutely are not. Okay. Um, what's the deal with John Jansen? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm just asking. I, I just, I'm concerned. I'm concerned for Shannon's oh, you instinctive are? taste. Oh, yeah. well, I would say time will tell. And I do feel like time has proven it seems pretty consistent and pretty Is solid. It? Okay, it good, 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 good. But what do I know? What do I know? A lot of these housewives don't have good pickers, you know. But I will say he seems like, I don't know, I haven't seen any holes in the situation. And when he opened up about his story on the show about how his father disowned him. Wait, what? Oh, I haven't seen last season. Tell me. No, this season. This was the this this was the boat episode. (laughs) This was the boat episode. Okay, so they went to noodles. They went. They went on the boat, okay. They got off the boat. They had dinner. They had um Right, 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 right. I got it. I got it. And they're all sitting there and um and this is John was the first one to open up saying that his father right. disowned him. 
when he was younger and it's awful. And he said he told his sister that he didn't want him to keep his, his last name. How horrible is that? And then he went and had another, like started another family and named another son, John Jansen. Right. Now, now I remember, which is compl- and like, what does that do to a right. man? Right. You know, how does that change? Mm hmm. Uh, there's so much well, we haven't we haven't found him on an island you know uh doing any kind of beating any people up like louie we haven't seen him in a video doing anything like that so so far so good yeah this is one of those moments where like with noella she's new and we never met sweet james so we don't have a lot to work with there <laughs> aside from just chaos aside from the billboards that you see all around la which i know when you come here you'll notice can't wait and then there's Louie, who we did unfortunately get introduced to. This might be an exception to the rule of us not wanting to see content, with the exception of going to masculinity camp or something, yeah. where you yell at each other and take out the aggression, uh-huh. in the words of Marge, that you would have used on your partner and inflicted oh, right. on each other or yourself look it's terrifying I, I but here's the thing I also am not one to judge I mean I went to acting school I mean the things that we did in our in New York City the things that you do when you're in acting school are so fucking bizarre like you know I remember my teacher being like all right I'm gonna shut the door <laughs> now this building is on fire <laughs> no one is getting out alive go i'm like what i <laughs> know we all how are you gonna respond let's do it and i'm like are you kidding? and we have to do like real sense memory mm-hmm. dig mm-hmm. deep into your shit this has now become a psychotherapy session and now people are losing their minds people are crawling the walls people are screaming and crying and i'm like i guess i'll just join the crowd i mean what are you supposed to do you know i mean and for what to get the lead in a checkoff play? Yes. But <laughs> I don't know. You know, but so that's the thing. It's kind of like, well, he did that. And as Jerisa says, that was in his past. You know, I get it. But it, it is it is scary when the way that Marge put it, that if, if that's in fact, those are the words that you're going to, you know, say to your partner and you're saying I'm here instead. That is disturbing. What do you make of Louie? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take over. I'm like, now I'm interviewing you. But I am curious. I would love to know what you think of the Teresa Louie situation. I think he's incredibly, um, I don't want to use the word emotionally manipulative because I actually don't think that's it. I think that there is some kind of heightened insecurity that creates a little bit of an environment of, 900% at all times. Mm -hmm. And I think that Mm -hmm. women, Mm -hmm. people, trees specifically, you can be attracted to a kind of affection that is so, and again, I don't mean this as a critique, but like almost performative of like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you all the ways that I love you. My love language is Mm -hmm. love, you Mm -hmm. know, like, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I think the flip side of that with him is he seems it's not emotional immaturity. There is almost like a desperation to it, mm-hmm. which makes me uncomfortable. I don't know how much of it is influenced by a genuine uh, concern about how this stuff is going to be told on social media, how it's going to be told during filming, which can influence him not wanting to show up to film at the beach or whatever else. But mm-hmm. At its core, I think the reason that Melissa, Joe, you know, they're being very, I think they're being pretty <laughs> sensitive to it, even though they're also like, we're going to say the things that she told us not to talk about in front of a camera crew when she's not in the scene. Like, yeah, that's down. That's dirty, downright, not loyal. Little, Thank you very it much. It was a little, yeah. listen, it was a little down. I mean, no, come it, on. It's great. Come on. It's, it's great. great. But yeah, it's let's little... talk about loyalty, not one iota in Melissa, okay? I mean, their 1099s are coming That's, from you're damn and it's right. not it's not yet coming from Louis, <laughs> but i'm sure he's made an offer um you know there's something to be said for the fact that conversations around him how can you not talk about this thing and and had he put it to bed there would have been something but there there's yeah. just something behind this that's mm-hmm. happening it's not just his concern about being on camera there's 
something else going on. And I don't think that Teresa is fighting so hard against a, a negative new Louis narrative only because of the video. And I don't think it's only because she's afraid she could potentially down the line lose him. I think mm -hmm. that she is somewhere maybe deep, deep inside of her aware that maybe there is maybe mm. something happening and she has absolutely no interest in having that conversation. Mm. She wants her love, love, love. Mm -hmm. And like, that's that on that. Like mm. it's in his past. It happened or it didn't, mm -hmm. you know, whatever's going on is no one's concern. The person in front of me who smiles and like chi is, is going to be the guy. Yeah. I, I don't know. She seems to end up attracted to a certain kind of person. And I don't know, this mm. is a wild mm -hmm. take, but I don't know how far away from juicy Joe mm. Louie actually is. Wow. I am like, my mind is going in so is that many terrible? different. Yeah. No, is that terrible. No, I, I think you really hit it on the head. And as you're talking, it's like, I'm putting the pieces together. And I think they had the same type of, um, charisma in mm. that way. And I think she really loves a passionate man. Yeah. Um, what's different about them, I suppose, is just their the the way that they um the the avenues in which that they express that are, are two different 100%, ways. Hundred percent. Um, but I think they are very similar. I never even thought about that. But also I, I think that they're different in one way, and that is that Joe didn't ever really seem to appreciate Teresa. He, mm -hmm. uh, at least in front of the camera, you know, and, and in her words, she's, she, in, in, in the book and not all diamonds and Rose in an interview, she always said, well, he never liked to be on camera. And I was always pushing him to be on camera and he resented me for that. And so then he would act up and you'd see these terrible sides to him. And I do, uh, I do believe that to some degree, but I also think like we never really saw him, you know, um, love her, like appreciate her. And, and Louie does seem to really love her. Yeah. And, yeah. and so for that, I'm very happy for her. I really do want her to find love. I really do want her to be happy. My God, she's been through a lot. So much, um, too much. Way I, too much. Way too much. And I wonder if it will work. I, I actually think it's possible for it to work. And, and here's why. And I don't know if this is, and I'm, I'm honestly not trying to be mean at all. But my point is, I don't think that Teresa is um, wise enough to understand where Louis could be maybe disingenuine. Mm. And whatever his whatever cards he's playing, I don't think that she would pick up on as being bad or negative. Whereas we might see her or as Marge would say, he's a car salesman. That doesn't matter <laughs> to her. Who cares if he's that way? She likes him like that. Um, and so why the hell should should we get involved if she appreciates that doesn't seem to bother her right over her head, whereas other people who might be more emotionally intuitive might see these things as red flags. But she doesn't. I don't see it. You know what I mean? Like she's just mm -hmm. taking it for what it is. She's she's very black and white, you know, mm -hmm. where the people are watching and we're viewers and we're seeing these. Maybe we see red flags. Maybe we see him as untrustworthy. I don't know. Or maybe we see that he is really into um, these what was he doing over at the pool at Joe? Like New Age, write stuff on a rock and yeah. throw it into the ocean and breathe in a sailboat in a bottle style love. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't even like get New that. Age stuff. She yeah. doesn't I even mean, get it. Like she doesn't even does get it. So, right. so that's why I almost think it could work because it's like she doesn't mm -hmm. even understand where he is, <laughs> you know, where he is in his life in terms of where he's going emotionally and mentally, but she knows that she's gaining something from that type of emotional intelligence because she doesn't she doesn't think that way um a know. thousand percent agree and i also think you know the problem with the used car salesman comparison that marge gave is typically a used car salesman knows that they're selling a bad car and i actually mm. don't think that louis knows that i think that louis thinks he's doing his very best yes he yes. sometimes has this like yes. almost manic energy to him that does put like the you know my ears That's get a little thing. perked from yeah, it yeah but I don't think he's doing it with the intent right to sell himself or hurt to, her 
Right. As a bat, I do believe he loves her passionately. I do believe he is dedicated and engaged on family healing, both his and, um, you know, the Gorga, Judy J, Judice, Judy Chase. Like, I do believe that he has a vested interest and a passion and um, quasi sympathy to it. I just think that there are other warning bells that are going off, but. There is something to be said for the fact that he loves her. Mm -hmm. And like, is that enough? Is it enough mm -hmm. to just love someone and have Teresa say, I'm going to fight for this yeah. because I've wanted it my entire life. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I found it. Yes. And nothing that you can do mm -hmm. is going to change my mind. So stop talking about it mm -hmm. and move on to something else. Yes. Regardless Amen. if I've like done that about other relationships, you know, like <laughs> right, it right. is, there is, Teresa's not, divorced from the idea of being hyper focused mm -hmm. it's just that their scenarios are slightly different mm -hmm. but they it synergizes in the fact that these are two people in a committed relationship mm -hmm. who do seem somewhat obsessed with each other yeah. again not a critique just an observation mm -hmm. and it's like okay well what do you do here when you're on a reality show mm -hmm. talking about your life but you say this person shouldn't be held accountable for their behavior because they're not the housewife Mm -hmm. but you haven't had a problem referencing other house husbands. So why is Louie? Yeah, there's a real protected? hypocrisy there. Yes, a real contradiction. Absolutely. And it's just the reality of it. I don't know how this is going to play out for the rest yeah. of the season. I'm very nervous for Joe and Melissa, <laughs> to be honest. I'm like, stay away from this, but keep feeding me, but stay away, but keep feeding me. I know, I know, you know? I, know I know. Get that spoon ready. <laughs> Um, listen, wow. Amy Phillips, I could talk to you about Housewives. I know. I really love talking forever. to you. I, I, I don't get the opportunity to do this, like, really introspective. Like, I, I that's what I love about you and your podcast. It's it's so you really go places that people don't go. And it, and it you really go on a journey. I feel like it's like a therapy session, but for Housewives. But I and I love it. I need to like, can you, can you take my copay every week, please? <laughs> yes, I absolutely can. And it's called patreon.com slash Andy's Girl. Oh, okay, good. Perfect. You don't need insurance. You just need an Amex. Yeah. Um. Well, listen, I have to return the compliment and say anytime that I talk to you, whether it's on your show or just stalking you on absolutely everything that you post on social or, you know, having these moments where we can connect on AG, I just think that you are such a light. And to see Aww. your cookbook be a hit success and see what Thank you're doing you. with the audio book and you are killing it on the radio. It's thanks. And thanks for putting my my book in your amazing library. It, it I, you showed me and I am so happy. It's next to the Sex in the City, SJP, Married to Big, except, spoiler alert, rest in peace, Manolo, and it's slightly different shade of blue, but it is, in fact, directly next to the Manolo. You can Truly see it an in honor. literally all Truly of the content. That's the closest I'll ever get to a pair of Manolos, by the way. <laughs> I, need to get, I need to get my hands on a pair someday. Maybe I'll get in your closet. And What size are you? Um, big. Oh, okay. All right. You, Big feet. That's fine. I have curvy feet. Ooh, curvy. Have, sexy. I have, I'm feet positive. Maybe you need to do be a Larsa Pippen and start your OnlyFans. Oh, nobody wants to see these. I, I had to do baby foot. Do you ever do baby foot? The oh, I've heard foot, about this. The chemical peel for your feet. Yes, I've heard I about had to. I had to do that because I haven't gotten a mani-pedi in yes, so long. Yes, I, I need to do that. That I was like, yeah. I, to help support mm -hmm. Yeah. The angel who's going to take on the pedicure. I was like, I must, <laughs> I have not attracted. Very considerate when, you know, like, of you. When like a guy on a date or whatever, you get to that certain point and they like want to do a foot rub. I'm like, that actually makes me so deeply uncomfortable for both of us <laughs> that you're like ruining the moment. Don't touch them. Right. They're don't. okay. They'll, they're for they'll looking. They're for looking. They're for looking. They're for looking yeah. or not looking and just closing your <laughs> eyes and imagining or focusing on the shoe is really what I have to say. But you are welcome to come to the Clawfist and have yourself a little bit of a Manolo party. I hope I can make it there day. next time in, I'm in New York. I would love to come to the Clawfist. Oh, my God. I would love for you to come to the Clawfist. We can have a little Clawfist kiki. We can do a little, little recording sesh because you know you're not coming to my apartment without doing some kind of content. Oh, are yeah, of course, of course. I just had to figure out how I'm going to get how I'm going to get there and when. 
We'll figure it out. Um, on somebody's jet, maybe yeah. Sweet James, <laughs> if you're listening in wherever the fuck you are, you know, mm. hide your assets by letting us borrow them. I think that's the absolute most hide responsible. The <laughs> I think I'll take um, Heather Dubrow's personal cargo ship over there. <laughs> I remember she said she had a cargo. I love that. Anyway, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on HG. Tell the people where they can follow you, where oh. they can listen to you, both the book, the show, so much else. Tell us all. Mention it all. Mention it all, friends. Um, I'm on Radio Andy on Sirius XM. I'm daily at uh, 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. 102 is the channel. Reality Checked is the name of the show. And my book is available. Cook it, spill it, throw it. It's available everywhere. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Target. But um, you know, any independent bookstores also, a lot of them have it as well and, uh, support those. Um, and you can get the audio book of Not All Diamonds and Rosette. You can download that wherever you, you know, Google play, Libro.fm. I mean, you name it, Audible, you got it. Mm, I love it. And you actually, you, you take on the energies <laughs> of the housewives while, which is, I mean, it's an honor for people to listen. Honestly. It's a lot. I'll warn you. It's a lot. And I was like, are you sure you want me to do this? <laughs> but I did it. And I can't, I can't take it back. It is what it is. I mean, the perfect choice, I have to say. Um, guys, speaking of perfection, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> see some shoe content. I promise I won't show you my toes unless you send me a rude DM. Um, Instagram at Dame Galley. Big announcement happening on Instagram about AG300. So follow me on social for that. Uh, and also patreon.com slash Andy Scrolls. You get exclusive bonus episodes like in episode that just went up with Ryan Houlihan, the title of which is Inventing Noella, and that's really all you need to know. So <laughs> oh my god, that's time. amazing. That's amazing. It's oh my it's god, that's, inc- that's genius. I have to say, it's iconic. Um, hashtag patreon.com slash Scrolls. <laughs> Listen, my friend Amy Phillips, thanks for coming back on the People's People's Couch. Can't tell you Thank how you so delightful much. this was. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. All right, guys. I hope you're all, you know, doing okay or whatever. (laughs) What a week. Uh, Hopefully this brought you a little bit of light. Lord knows it did to me. It's like nothing but sunshine on a 35-degree day. Um, And listen, guys, we'll uh, chat with you later, okay? Bye-bye. Bye.